Okay. So hi everyone and welcome to Architecture in the Den with me, your host Lisa Rains, um, the founder of the architectural practice franchise uh, Pride Road. We provide a business in a box for those wanting to set up on their own. And today um, we are uh, talking to Rosie Nimmo, uh, an architect over at Archie, and we're going to be talking about the work-life balance, that dreaded work-life balance. <laughs> um, yeah, whether it's a joy <laughs> or a challenge. I know today has been quite challenging for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> My day started around five o'clock this morning, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it can be hard. Anyway, so um, would, uh, would you like to start off by introducing yourself, Rosie? Yeah, um, so um, yes, I'm an architect. Um, I work at Archie in Cheshire um, and we specialise in um, renovations, quite extensive renovations to residential properties um, and we are gradually breaking into the commercial market as well. Um, now, so I've, I've been at Archie for 18 months. Um, prior to that, I was at a practice in Manchester um, for 10 years, um, 11 years actually, I think. Um, yeah, graduated in 2014, which seems an age ago. Um, yeah, so, so here I am now, um, working part-time and with two young boys at home. Um, yeah, so hopefully I'm quite um, experienced in talking about the life balance um, alongside work um, right. and updating all those, all those things. <laughs> How old are your boys? Um, so um, I've got Arthur, who's two, and I've got Angus, who's five. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, um, the eldest is at school um, and the youngest is at nursery a couple of days a week as well. So. Cool. So, um, so when you had the eldest Angus, were you, had you qualified at that point? Yes, I had qualified. Um, not long, it wasn't long after I qualified that I was, became pregnant. Um, but yes, I'd, I'd, I had just qualified about a year, um, but I had worked at that practice for since my part one year out, I'd stayed on working part-time. So I had a really good relationship with the practice, um, which definitely helped. Um, they knew me really well. Um, I knew them and um, I had a good relationship with them. So that was very beneficial, I think, in my experience. So how did you manage the maternity and time off? Um, so I was off for six months with him, which wasn't very long. Um, in hindsight, and I, I went back four days a week, and then um, within a few months, I was back full time yeah. again. Um, and now with my second, um, and you'll know Lisa because you've got three, is it? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> that going from one to two is a big step up, isn't there? And and a commitment. <laughs> um, and it, I, I just needed longer off, so I had on year off um, with my second. And uh, whilst I was on maternity leave, I was actually made redundant um, mm. because they shut the Manchester office down at the practice. It wasn't, it wasn't just me. Um, and so I had to look for um, employment elsewhere, um, which was really tricky because obviously I didn't have that relationship with practice. Um, and I was just coming at it 
having to put my, um, I suppose, having to lay myself bare um, and say, you know, look, I have got two young children at home that do need um, my attention as well. Um, and I, I really struggled to find somewhere um, that was um, e using my previous contacts, emailing practices directly. Um, and in the end, um, I actually sent Matthew, um, he's the director of Archie, a message. Um, I ended up speaking to him and he called me in for interview straight away. Um, now I'm very lucky in that Matthew's uh, what I would call a progressive thinker. Um, he's quite a young director, both in um, physical age and kind of mental age. He, he does like looking forward. He doesn't like to be stuck in the past. Um, and he does recognise that there is a need for flexibility in the industry, particularly for women who are the ones that do tend to take the, the brunt of the childcare once, once um, children come along in a relationship. So, yeah. <laughs> So how, well, what are you working at the moment? Um, I'm working 24 hours a week at the moment. So that's mm. three days. Um, I do generally work Monday to Wednesday, which mm. I think helps. Um, it helps. I, I do have complete flexibility within, um, within that time. Um, so I can work, you know, five days um, if I want for less hours. But um, I do try and work three days a week, the same days every week, um, because then I can give clients, they, they get to understand that um, rhythm that I'm, when I'm going to be there, when I'm not. So I think that that helps as well. And what sort of um, projects or what stages of projects do you get involved in? I get involved in all stages of the project, um, but I do tend to be more involved in the planning. Um, so from concept up to planning, but that's more because that's just um, the stages that I naturally um, feel more comfortable working in. Um, that's where I was working predominantly in, in my previous practice. Mm -hmm. But I do have projects now that are in stage four and beyond. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, when I was in practice, it, it, I think it, it was quite similar. In, uh, so for me, my I took six months out and again the practice I was in folded so I ended up being made redundant um, and then similar to you I went out looking for a part-time job with a practice um, and um, I worked for Halliday Meacham and yeah. they um, were really sort of supportive um, and oh, yeah, so I was doing like master planning and sort of uh, yeah stages to planning uh sort of like you on a three day a week I think I, I kind of changed between a three day and a four day a week basis um and I had my second child there so the economy was booming um and then yeah I had Charlie and um that was um that was really good so they kind of gave me some leave and all the rest of it um, but when I got back into the office I could just see that some of my co my colleagues had been promoted to like associates and stuff yeah that's quite tough isn't it to, mm -hmm. um, because I know I know you have to be reasonable you have to you have to accept that you have had time away and that's going to happen but it's quite um it's quite disheartening isn't it I think yeah uh, 
but what what I found was that I wasn't putting myself forward either mm -hmm. so you know if if I was asked you know do you want to lead this or is someone else going to lead it I was like no I'm not going to lead on it which actually I should have gone yes yeah yeah you know that there was definitely a confidence thing in yeah you know, sort of which you know a bit of a bit more support around that would have been useful I think yeah I think you can definitely get in that position where you um you feel like because the practice has accommodated you mm. and because they're essentially doing you a favor or it feels like that mm. that you have to kind of um act grateful and um a bit like you it does take a lot of confidence to step away from the feeling that you do feel like a little bit of an underdog um because you're the one that's taking time away and the practice is having to help you um and there's all these people that have given that commitment and you do feel a little bit of guilt I think um sometimes and should they be helping you and do I deserve it um, and it definitely takes confidence to stand up and say you know yes I am a good employee and um, I am going to commit to you and um, it's it's important for anyone um, as a parent I think that's taken time away to have the confidence to do that mm. so I'd, so I'm looking at our questions <laughs> so our first question do we think the work-life balance is improving um yeah I'm, I'm not sure if if it has completely yet I think it's definitely moving in the right direction and um, I, I was having a think about this and I, I was I was talking to my colleagues about this recently and and, and we we have been talking about this in the office quite a lot and we were and we've all been posting more frequently on LinkedIn and we've been talking about what people are talking about on that platform and um, and we think people are being more open about the fact that there definitely needs to be more of a life work balance I mean when you go through university studying architecture you are 150% committed to it, aren't you it's completely it completely takes over your life um, and when you go into the workplace, it's quite hard to move away from that and think, yeah, I do need to have a normal life as well. And I think that COVID's really emphasised the fact that people do need to appreciate or, or make time to appreciate the, like the things that are important in life. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we will move in a it does take leaders people in positions of leadership to lead that way like you said your so matthew was um forward thinking and progressive yeah i think yeah and um do you know what has influenced that and how we can um support uh, people in responsibility I mean, I think it helps. Um, so his position is that he um, he is married with two young boys um, and his wife works and she's got her own career. She's actually a doctor. Um, and so he has that understanding that um, some women do want to carry on um, with their careers after having children. It is important. Um, and they don't want to go to university and, you know, put all that work into achieving something and for it all to just 
um, go down the pan, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just just to give it all up when that's that's your passion. And um, I mean, it's so important that the industry is balanced by men and women. Um, I mean, I, I think it's very important. Um, I've had I've I've worked with loads and loads of different people from different backgrounds and it's it's so important to have that mix of people um, especially on on larger projects you, you want people with different perspectives on life whether that's because they're different genders or um different backgrounds altogether I don't know it just it just seems such a shame that um there is potentially that lost bank of women um, just because the, the industry can't accommodate motherhood um, and I think it needs to, it needs to change um, I think it is um, but I think more can be done um, certainly among the larger practices. Mm. I mean I know kind of I've identified the issue and kind of that's one of the reasons why I set up Pride Road and you know yeah. the, the sort of women that come to me have fallen out of the industry you know have trained qualified practiced and then after kids or life issues come along they've just fallen out so you know pride pride roads that you know um it's that welcoming sort of hand to pull pull women back in yeah and you know it's about joining our pride you know join our team you know that's why that's why it is pride you know it, we are <laughs> so if you're listening on a podcast this is a youtube this is also available on youtube and i'm trying to point at my sign but it's my, my <laughs> not mirrored so i've kind of got it wrong. Anyway, there's a logo in the background and pride yeah so that that's why you know we chose the name pride because you know it is about a team and and um and and you know a pride is lionesses you know um lionesses run the pride essentially and um you know and do everything (laughs) 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 we have the kids we hunt we protect each other you know we and that's it you know we um that's what we're here for we do we 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 do it all together though because there's like a a communal kind of aspect to it yeah I, I mean, my goal with the practice as well is is about kind of bringing some of those themes back into, you know, so the the industry, the, the to lead a step change in the industry as well, um, so that they can pick on the industry can pick up kind of certain changes, and 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 it is about welcoming women back into the workplace, you know, after family. Yeah. I mean, uh, your third question. Would you advise uh, females to have a career within the construction industry, given the fl- current flexibility? I mean, um, yeah, um, my answer to that is 100% yes. Um, I mean, I, I spoke before about um, the importance of there being a balance of genders. It's um, It'd be such a shame if the industry continue to be dominated by men um, and I think when you do university now I think when you do part one it is at least 50-50 now but um, as, as you get towards part three um, it just becomes so imbalanced again or it certainly did when I when I was there um, in 2014 
and there were there was I think it was about ten percent really? women on yeah on your um, part three course which where, where did you do your part threes that was the RIB Northwest really yeah realize it was still yeah, I, it was still very very imbalanced I mean this is coming up to 10 years ago so hopefully it's um hopefully yeah. it's changed again um so 50 50 at uni um on your first degree what about the postgrad what was that um I think that was about I think it had gone down to about a third women um part two so there was a big drop even then, um, which is such a shame. Um, and and also, um, I've I've been involved before in a in a thing called um, place education um, in in Liverpool. It's run by a lady called Jewel Harrop. Oh yes. And we we did a workshop, um, or I was involved in a workshop for um, like a STEM event, mm. um, and I went for a day. And we had to work with children who were, I think they were about seven or eight years old. Um, and we got them to come up with all these crazy designs for buildings. It was great. Um, I mean, they just, they just, you, you talk about thinking outside the box. They, they just don't have a box. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were coming up with some amazing ideas and I really enjoyed it. But particularly um, the, the questions they asked, um, particularly from the, the little girls that were there, um, I just remember this little girl come up to me and saying, um, so do you actually make buildings? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and it was just such, it was just such an alien concept to her. Um, and it was, she was just so excited by this idea that she could go and do that as a job. She just obviously was completely unaware. Um, and it was so lovely, like the enthusiasm was brilliant. So, um, I mean, things like that are so important. Events like that, I think, to engage young, 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 well, very young people, um, and get them involved because and change how we can tackle this as an issue. Um, um, does so? One of your uh, one next question: Does being a parent benefit you in working? And it lot of. Does being, this is <laughs> reading off things doesn't quite work on a podcast. <laughs> Does being a parent benefit you work in any way? Benefit your work? <laughs> That's probably my writing more than anything. <laughs> so, yeah, I think but the question is, does being a parent benefit work in any way? Yeah, um, I think, oh, so much. Um, I mean, we get people sending us because I'm in the, the um, residential market mainly. We get people sending us these Pinterest boards of, um, do you know, like spotless homes and um, <laughs> everything's everything's absolutely perfect. And um, as as a parent, we, um, I think there's this, there's a few of us in the practice that have have this perspective. We we do say to people, you know. Have you thought about putting um, a boot room, um, for example, um, a messy entrance into your house with a shower that you can just direct filthy children into? Um, you know, have, have you thought about um, how, how you can make your homework flexibly mm -hmm. um, so that one second it can be a bomb site um, with plastic toys everywhere? 
and it can be very quickly cleaned up and um, made to look nice for your for drinks with friends that are coming behind. <laughs> so it, it definitely does. And um, we we I mean, being an architect, I I want my house to look good. Um, but also being a parent, you know, um, you you do have a, a realization that that's not necessarily the most realistic of expectations at times. And how can we make that happen? Absolutely, um, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and it, but and then it's across the board. I mean, you know, kind of with. We used to talk theoretically about accessibility in, in houses yeah. and just, you know, the difference between sort of imagining, you know, how do we get into a house with a wheelchair? Actually, that's not necessarily the case. What you need, what will happen when you've got kids is how do you get into the house with a flipping push chair? Yeah, when it's pouring down with rain. Um, <laughs> yes. And actually, we've been um, doing a project at work. Um, for a, a big um, like pub restaurant and um, yeah but having having a toilet with nappy changing facilities in a in a in a accessible location um, that you can just pile pile your stuff into there sort your child out and get them back out <laughs> um, not everyone thinks of these things mm. uh, they should but but they don't <laughs> It's, you're certainly more aware of it when when it's you that's yeah that's... and and having had that experiential design and then but then it goes right what happens when you look at your streets what happens when you look at yeah. your parks and yeah cities and your public transport and it goes and and you can look outwards from from that way having used you know having yes. walked across nope. the city nope. yeah yeah with with a push chair and a screaming child, you know, not wanting to get in the push chair, <laughs> or wanting out push chair, <laughs> and it affects you know fifty percent of the population. Yeah. Um, well, we're actually rapidly coming to the end of the podcast. Um, what did you have a question you wanted to ask me? Um, I did. Um, so it was. Um, do you think practices offering more flexible working solutions, such as Pride Road, um, will remain a bit of a niche? Um, or do you think that they're going to become more commonplace? Um, do you hope they're going to become more commonplace? Um, or do you think things will stay as they are? Um, Pride Road might be a little um, kind of um, a corner of the market that deals with you know, small residential projects, or do you think something needs to happen in the industry that is affecting also large-scale practices? Um, I don't I mean, know what. Yeah. On it. So, I mean, I've been. There's a lot of rhetoric around flexible working. Um, you know, sort of. I'm sort of 23 year qualified. I've kind of worked. Yeah. Um, I used to be chair of Women in Property Northwest. I've sat on. Mm -hmm. RIBA National Council, you know, Manchester Society of Architects, uh, RIBA Solo Practitioners Group. There's a lot of rhetoric. It's all talking, talking, talking. Um, yeah. And I've, you know, Pride Road, I've done something about it. You know, I think the fact of the matter is I've built the practice um, to offer that working solution. Now we're growing. Um, I'm, this week <laughs> um we're about to double in size <laughs> oh. 
which is amazing. And yeah. um, so we're going up to five franchisees. You know, I think there's longevity in Pride Road and it's it's definitely kind of like a legacy for me. So, um, and hopefully it's going to be bigger than the sum of the parts. Yeah. Um, you know, we are becoming a national brand and like we had a chat conversation about this off air you kind of you'd come across or your colleagues have come across pride road before i contacted you yeah um i saw some adverts on facebook yeah. um so so when you contacted me i'd it you know it seems it had some familiarity to it um it wasn't new to me um yeah so the idea is that we become sort of a, a national brand yeah uh, recognized by kind of like the institutes um and so you know it's more readily available as a model for people to look at and then mm -hmm. if people copy it fantastic you know if people if you know take some of the ideas use them you know use it you know it's a robust business model that supports um that can support women and kind of people with families um yeah we want a, a work-life balance um so yes at the moment it's niche it will grow um and you know it will i'm hoping change the industry i mean i was building pride road when i sat on the riba council so you know there's quite a, a lot of kind of thought leaders in there that are aware of what we're doing yeah like your jane duncan and your alan jones and ben derbyshire and um simon olford the new president you know has been on a podcast and understands the model and um you and miller so you know the words getting out and hopefully people do recognize and and can take some of our uh mechanisms on board yeah, it's really good that there's um, there's a company actually, you know, you've done it um, because you're right. They ha people have been talking about it for too long um, and not actually doing anything about it. I think. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how. I, I think I think someone wrote something when I was at university. Someone I know um, about what happens. You know, when you go when you become a mum, you just don't work anymore, um, but you have actually helped in um, changing the industry which is very important <laughs> it's um I, I and i think it's you know i think it is incumbent on sort of people like us like yourself as well that if you can make it work for you to then sort of reach down and help people become a mentor yourself yeah. You know become a you know put yourself above like you are on the podcast which is amazing you know head above the parapet start talking and go look you know it's about that representation we can do it i've got kids not being afraid of saying that you've got kids i mean when i when i was pra uh, training you know having kids was a dirty word yeah women in property didn't talk about having kids i mean it's like but we're women, you know, yeah. he's going, yes, we do. Right. Let's get over it and move on. How are we going to manage it? Um, yeah, there was always a thing where you had to either choose your career or you, you had to choose to be a mother. Um, and 
I think now there's is, there's becoming ways of doing both um, and it being a realistic option without you um, having a bit of a breakdown in the process you know there, there are those tools to and I suppose technology helps as well doesn't it you can go and work from home if you want to as well um, like you are. <laughs> Uh, right, I think that comes to the end of our podcast. I've really enjoyed it. It is one of my uh, sort of favourite topics. Um, the world yes, <laughs> and getting it right. Lisa. <laughs> I think was unfortunately we're probably still going to be talking about it for another couple of decades. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thanks very much for coming on. Um, if you're listening and you've enjoyed the podcast, please download, uh, please subscribe. So that's Architecture in the Den. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, it's available on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's available on Spotify. Um, please uh, subscribe, share, that'd be awesome. And if you're interested in coming on as podcast guest, please get in contact. So it's me, Lisa Rains from Pride Road saying goodbye. And me, Rosie Nimmo from Archie. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs>